everybody, and welcome to The Void, a show dedicated to filling the void between being an employee and becoming self-employed. Most people refer to starting their own company as taking the leap, as if they're blindly jumping off a cliff and into the unknown. This show is here to help you understand that it doesn't have to be that way. As always, if you like what you're hearing on the show, please do us a favor and help share the void with someone who might also be wanting to start their own company. We saw an opportunity to help others understand that self-employment is well within your reach, and just as our businesses have grown organically, we want this show to grow the same way. For that to happen, it takes two things. We have to give you guys some really good information and some really good content, and you have to help share our show with somebody else who might need to hear it. I'm your host, Mitch Smedley, and with me as always is David Hilton. Mitch. Dave. Smedley. Hilton. Dot com. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are you doing, man? Um, How are you doing, man? I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be a fun show. It is going to be a fun show. We're going to do something different with you guys that we've never done before. Um, this is a... Get to know Dave and Mitch show. This is a get to know everybody show. So we've um, we had a change recently in our producer for the show. For those of you who are chronic listeners of the Void, um, Marcus used to be our producer of the show, and um, we've we've made a slight change in that, and now we have Austin as our producer. Austin, go ahead and say hi. There you go. That's how you go. There he is. What's Austin's? Uh, does he have a nickname? Is it just Austin? Uh, my brother just calls me Austin. We're gonna go. Chicken. We're gonna go. A dog. Little chicken. We <laughs> little can't chicken. go. A dog. Little chicken. I love little I'm chicken. I'm just like little the guy chicken. that worries about everything. The sky is falling. Little chicken. How about hey hey? Hey hey. Hey hey. Hey hey. <laughs> the chicken little... from Moana. Hey hey, little chicken. <laughs> <laughs> the chicken from Moana. I was a chicken little. <laughs> chicken little. We haven't introduced yeah. him. He's been on the show for what's about the, a month. What's he's been doing good? Foghorn Leghorn. Which one's the chicken and which one's the Foghorn is the old chicken. And Leghorn's the little chicken? No. The, the fiery... The guy's name is Foghorn Leghorn. Okay. Leghorn the... is a is a type of chicken. Leghorn is a white chicken with a red head, like okay. the character. Okay. But his name's Foghorn. What's He's the little pissed off chicken, the little angry one? I don't know. You know, the producer should be looking this up on his phone He right should now. be, but he's got his, his phone's machine. occupied. Uh, yeah, that's right. I got, I got some loaded questions. We'll, day one. We'll come up with a good air. nickname for Austin. We haven't tried. I've been called Frosty. So Austy. First Austy, off, Frosty. everyone I know that's Frosty, you are not Frosty. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll like come up kid. with a good one. He's good, but we'll get him something. Yeah, we'll get him a good nickname. So, um, call Tex for a while. Austin, Texas. We'll just call him Tex. There we go. Um, Tex. Get him so, a 10-gallon hat. So mm. for our, our repeat listeners and our new listeners both, uh, we do a couple of different show styles. We've got um, core episode shows where we give you some of the foundational information you need to start your company. Um, those are found in episodes one through nine. No matter what platform you're listening on, search up episodes one through nine and you'll be able to find it. Um, those episodes cover six core adversities that you're going to need to overcome in order to start your business. Um, from there, we have some guest episodes where we bring on guests who have also started their own businesses and we talk about some of the adversities they've faced. We've got general business shows where we talk about general business topics. Um, we've got Q&A shows where you can send uh, questions to askmitch at mitchsmedley.com and we will answer those questions and if they're good enough, we will even make a show about them. Um, and then we have Beyond the Void shows and Beyond the Void shows are where we basically let loose and have a little fun. 
Uh, today's show is a Beyond the Void show, but it's going to be one like we've never done before. Uh, basically, we are going to let Austin ask Dave and I questions that have nothing to do with business, nothing whatsoever to no, do these with are, business. This is a get-to-know-Dave Mitch and Austin show. Yeah, Dave, Mitch, and Tex show. Te- nah, nah, Tex didn't click yeah. it. We're gonna have, we're gonna Tex, keep working. I like Tex. These questions. Are Maybe wild, by the end of this so. show we'll have Dude a good shooting Tex. Maybe by the end of this nah. show we're gonna have a, a, we'll have a nickname. Squirmy. Who knows? Tex. <laughs> nothing. Uh, nothing sticks out. We all will think about it. We'll, we'll get. We'll get one. So, um, so yeah, Austin has come up with some. Who knows what kind of questions? <laughs> I mean, it, it might be. They're pretty wild. Yeah, let's it, not build it up. Just ask a question. Yeah, what do you got? Yeah. And so, once we start, there's no going back. Correct. That's fine. No correct. skipping. You yeah, have no to answer the question. You have to answer. Yeah. Okay. He asked me a few earlier, and I had some really obscene comments. Yeah. So I'm going to try to refrain from that. So these questions, I have not. I have not. Oh, these are all new. All okay. All new questions. So. Okay. New questions. He said. All right. I don't know if I'm buying it. Yeah, we'll find out. We'll find out. All right. So the first one, this applies more to Dave, and you'll understand why. If you suddenly became a giant, what would be your biggest inconvenience? <laughs> suddenly became, I think it's a short joke. <laughs> I'm not short. <laughs> if you suddenly, if I suddenly became a giant, what would be my, or what would be, what would be the biggest inconvenience? What would be the how big of a biggest... giant are we talking? Are we talking like he's talking like a little eight green. foot? He's talking or like are a little we talking green. like eighty foot? Maybe like fourteen feet. You know, like fourteen like feet. You tall. can't stand. Oh, like, like I'm a... Goliath, not yeah. little green giant. I mean, you are a little green giant. But... I, it's funny that I, well, he says that because David and Goliath, and my name's David. So if I'm the giant, then it's a paradox. Must be um, that I'm afraid of myself. Is that, I mean, does that mean I automatically have to be afraid of myself? Yeah, because imagine the first day you wake up as a giant, you look in the mirror. And then you're David. And you fall back in the bed. And then, I mean, that's, that's I mean, it's, it's not good. It's kind of sketchy. I mean, really, I mean, I would think the first thing is you're, not, you're never getting laid again. Yeah, well, that, that's where I, mean, I was that's going. Like, that's I'm like, going intercourse. First like, off, you're this either, is going to suck. You're either never getting laid again or you're getting laid so much you're tired of it. Uh, if I mean, you're, you're 14, 14 feet tall, you, yeah, <laughs> you got a 14 incher. I don't know. I mean, you're 14 <laughs> foot tall. Oh, we're going one inch a foot. Is that how this works? I don't know. All right. Well, I don't know. I don't know what the ratio is. Yeah. They say from your, I got a feeling they you say can... from your wrist to your, the inside of your elbow. So that's, this is eight <laughs> inches for all of you that can see on YouTube. So maybe eight, <laughs> nine, ten now. I'm oh, fucked. shit. I mean, that'd be, I mean, that'd be measuring, right. measuring from the <laughs> asshole. Okay, let's, uh, let's say with the second one. If you had a shrink ray, what would you use it for? Mm, if I had I'd a shrink, shrink Mitch down and put him in my pocket. <laughs> what am I doing in your pocket? <laughs> I don't know. I'm a giant. Am I still a giant? Sure. I guess I don't have to shrink him if I'm a giant. No, you don't have to shrink him. I'm in your pocket anyway, if you're a giant. Mm, I'm not paying you anything. Okay. I'm going to go... <laughs> if you had a shrink ray. A shrink ray. I'm going to have to say... I might use that on myself. You know what I think I would do? It'd be kind of handy to be tiny, like, honey, I shrunk the kids. Like Ant-Man. Oh, I was thinking I would go out and I would just find a bunch of Lambos and Ferraris and shrink them and put them in my pocket and then take them home and then open them back up. <laughs> It'd be a lot easier to go klepto on some yeah. nice then, cars. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. Or money. I know who Mitch would shrink. 
the eighteen year old kid that comes to his door. Oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're now tiny. You're now tiny. <laughs> and, like, I wonder, like, it doesn't really specify you get just one shot. So, I mean, you can make everyone small. That's just creepy. Well, now, I'm you're, a giant. now you're back to a giant again. So mm-hmm. Mitch gets a shrink ray. He's just shrinking everybody, and he's a giant. Mm-hmm. So he, everyone's, not, I don't think I'm shrinking people. So everyone's miniature, then Mitch, and then me, way taller than him and tougher and bigger. That's probably about right. <laughs> if you shrink yourself, then you can go drive a Ferrari Matchbox car. It doesn't have an engine. Yeah, true. It's a fucking matchbox car. Go down that orange track. <laughs> that would be fun as shit. Could <laughs> you be dead? Yeah. There's no seatbelts in them either. So this this next one, if you had to have a doodle permanently tattooed on your face, what do you think would be the easiest to live with? A penis. <laughs> you just tell people no, it, it'll rub off. It would. I mean, yeah, I would just tell everybody. <laughs> I fell asleep at the bar last night, and this is what I woke up with. And that would just be what it is. If you could have a doodle on your I mean, your think face. about it. Think about it. There's no grown adult out there that hasn't seen a penis drawn on somebody's face. You get any other doodle other than that, and you literally have to spend your life explaining it. Mm. You walk around with a big dick on your face, you're fine. That's, that's, people are just going to be like, oh, he fell asleep. I have a question. So are like the eyes the nuts and then it's like a big well, I mean, I, like I'm, down I'm below a, the chin? I'm assuming it's it just like on the on cheek the or the side? forehead. Is it just on the side? Because if it's eyeballs and then like down like, you know what I mean? You can't. You can't come back from that. <laughs> no, no, this is true. You can't come back from that. What's your doodle? Like if you shut your eyes and there's just hair like on your eyes, you can't come back from that. I just tell people it's my cockadoodle. <laughs> What's what are you going with? I'm gonna I'm going with the Mike Tyson. I'm gonna get exact replica of Mike Tyson. That's some tribal thing that. Who says it's not a doodle? That's not a. doodle. And then I can just be like, dude. When I say when I think doodle, I think like three year old drawing. Three year old drawing. Like stick people. Mm -hmm. That's a doodle. Uh, let me think. Like where the kid is always taller than the adult, and the the dog is like ten feet tall in the picture. Yeah. I don't know what I'd get. When I'd my kid was young, like he drove a smiley face, like just a smiley face. Yeah, perfect. No yellow, just like a. You go with the six-lined S that everybody I, drew back in the nineties. Well, because I could just be like, I was asleep and my daughter did it with indelible ink. It'll come off. Yeah, and I don't have to. Can, I don't have to admit to them that I'm a complete loser. I'm standing proud with my cockadoodle. <laughs> You are a cockadoodle. <laughs> so this next one. You uh, are a cockadoodle. This next one's about coworkers. Who is the strangest coworker you ever had? Mitch Smedley. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that one coming from a mile Mitch away. Smedley. Bullshit. Oh wait, you know what? Mitch Smedley. Oh, <laughs> he's gonna double down on it. I had some weird coworkers Man, coming I'm... up. I'm trying to think. I mean, think about like Enterprise. I worked at a Pizza Hut when I was in high school. Yeah, you, there I'm, were a bunch of real I'm fucking strange. losers in there. Yeah, you know what? I wonder if Corey Pratt listens to this show. Shout out to Corey Pratt if he listens to this. He's got his own little yeah he YouTube does. thing going, yeah. podcast thing going. Yeah, was, Car craving cars, craving cars, craving cars. Yeah, it would be the strangest coworker is that guy that say you need to ride home with, and you get in the car, and it's like ten minute drive, and he doesn't play any music. On the way home, and it's like midnight after close. That's, that's, like, that's, true. that's me. <laughs> yeah, that's Mitch. Hey, so early, like, I stand so, by my previous statement. So Mitch. I'm going to go with almost coworker. Um, I was interviewing a guy one time and uh, going through his, his thing, and, and you get to the felony 
section where it says if you've been convicted of a felony and he had left it blank. And I, uh, I said, uh, don't judge do, too quick. Do you have a an <laughs> answer for this? And he goes, well, it's kind of up in the air. And I'm like, like I'm well, under persecution. I'm right like, now. you've you've piqued my interest. Um, you've either been convicted of a felony or you haven't. Like, there's no kind of up in the air, right? So he was like, no. And he says, I'm well, at trial. The courts will tell you I pushed her, but I swear the bitch jumped out of the car. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, damn. I think this interview might be over because I like the inside of cars and I don't want you pushing me out. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> but like, uh, next. The, the courts will tell you I pushed her. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, the next one, what task do you wish people would pay you to do? <laughs> oh man! I gave an Get answer. Get your mind out of the gutter. I gave an answer earlier. I'm not going to give that same answer now. What was that? <laughs> was this asked earlier? No, this no, but it earlier. was a different. I gave the same answer. Oh, Look, intercourse? That was not the answer I gave. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? Uh, what task do you wish people would pay you to do? That's not perverted. Ah. Uh... Oh, Keeping my mouth shut. If I got paid every time I bit my tongue, man, I'd be a millionaire. I'd make no money. Yeah, you. Yeah, I just you wouldn't make. I tell dime. people they're stupid. Yeah. Uh, let me think. I'll probably play guitar. Yeah. You At least know. you're having fun, right? Yeah, I'm having fun, and like I do it anyway. Right. You know. Just don't get money for it now. No, let's be honest. So when I was in those cover bands and then I was, I've been on two albums. I didn't make any money. Yeah, you ain't making any money. No, you did it because you'd love to do it. Yeah. That's why you did it. It was a hobby that sometimes paid for itself. Yeah. You just love to do it. (laughs) Right. It was just fun. That's all. So this next one's going to be, what is the most outrageous customer you ever had? Oh shit. I got to go. Yeah. This is Okay. Go. We, We had a lady in Warrensburg literally we bid to replace her air conditioner in her house and her sister called us like before we did the work and said, Hey, you guys shouldn't do that. She's literally insane. Yeah. She's insane. You guys shouldn't don't go over there. Don't do the work. Nothing. Go over there. There's 15 cats. We're doing the work. One litter box. I don't, I don't know. She's (laughs) like yelling at herself upstairs the whole time <laughs> she gets she she goes to the better business bureau and says hey they didn't do what they said they were going to do they said they were going to insulate the duck and they didn't insulate the duck i go down there the duck's insulated well she wanted insulation on the outside of the duck not the inside so then i had to pull all the duck down insulate the outside this is in a basement yeah so i've got three inch wrap around this duck and i'm trying to hang this duck do all that she says oh no i I want all the pipe runs insulated too. Okay. So I go back to this house, pull all the pipe runs down, run them in flex. Oh no. She didn't want flex. Yeah. Insulated hard pipe. I mean this this went on and just went on and just went on. Well, no matter what we did, she wasn't happy. Right. Like she just kept she kept just on and on and on. And eventually we're like, all right, we're not coming out there anymore. Right. So we all went to you know, it went to court eventually and we won, but it was like, I mean, we made no money on that job. Right. Like just trying to make the customer oh, yeah. happy. Mm, I yeah. mean, she was literally, and I told, 
I won't say his name, but like he didn't tell us that the sister called before. <laughs> like he tells us this like a year later. Yeah. Oh, by the way, they called and tried to warn I'm you. I'm like, dude, are you fucking kidding me right now? He's like, man, we need the sale. I was like, what do you mean we need <laughs> yeah, the sale? That sucks. We cost, it costs us five grand. What are you doing? Yeah. I uh, and I feel Awful. like I've told this story recently. Awful. I don't know if I told it on this show or not, but one of the places I used to work, um, a customer locked one of our technicians in the basement, and they on purpose. Yeah, one of your guys now. Yeah, no, no, no. A place I used to work. Okay. Um, they the the customer got upset at what the technician was saying, and so the technician went down. They had left their tablet with their iPad. They left their iPad upstairs and they went down to the basement to like, I think they were getting cold feet and they went to go get their tools to leave. And when they went down to the basement, the customer locked the door and um, the guy didn't even know what address he was at because his iPad was upstairs. And so the guy um, called like, so he couldn't even call 911 because he didn't know where he was. So he called into the office and told us about it. We called the customer and he didn't like... At the time, he was like, this lady's crazy. I was so, feeling so uneasy. female wow. customer? Female customer. Um, Male employee. Yep. And, and okay. she's, he's, she says, you know, this lady's crazy. Or, or it, it, He called us up and said, this lady was making me feel really uneasy, and now I'm locked in her basement. So we called the customer, <laughs> and we're like, hey, I don't know if there's a misunderstanding or what, but our technician's in your basement, and he says he's like the door's locked. Could, would you would you mind going unlocking it? And and he, she like goes off the handle, you know, f you and f him, and he's trying to screw me over and blah blah blah. And so he can just stay down there. <laughs> we had to call the cops, and she yeah. ended up getting arrested. <laughs> she should have. Yeah, she should have fucking went so, to jail. Yeah, crazy ass bitch. <laughs> so, so that would go down as the weirdest customer ever. However, at that place, that was like the worst place I've ever worked when it comes to customer service and culture and everything. So like, I, I don't put it past anything for it to happen at that place. Like that place. Is it the old BH? Yeah. That, that place, they, they treated their customers like so much shit that like you, you just knew shit like that was coming. Creating some jokers. Oh man. If I was that guy, I'd have been getting paid. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, knows? something would have happened. Happened to me in happened. that basement. Right. I mean, I would have been. Right. Maybe yep, yep. paid. Um, this next one, this probably applies to Dave more than me. Why? Why does he keep fucking saying <laughs> that? Because you're short. What? I'm five <laughs> eleven. I don't understand. I'm not short. He's like the same three, height as me. And three like, shows uh, ago, he said he was five nine. Now he's five. I was like, I'm five eleven, and I think he's a little bit shorter than me. I'm five eleven. So when he grows his hair out, he's five eleven. His curls everywhere. You know what I'm really thinking <laughs> is I'm thinking Austin wants his ass beat day one. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Uh, was there ever a moment you were sure you were going to get f- to be fired, but it turned out fine? That's actually an interesting question. I have only been fired one time. I'll go. I got one right off the top First of my off, head. First off, no, I have never thought I was going to get fired other than the one time I got fired. <laughs> so it didn't turn out fine. So one of the places I worked, um, they, I, had, I was like making a transition from working on their new construction side to their service side. And they, they said, hey, we've got a sewer to replace. Can you run an excavator? And I'm like, yeah, I can run anything. Well... <laughs> Sure. Yeah. yeah. I could I could do it. And, and I can, right? And Three so beers in, I got I'm, it. I'm all nervous. <laughs> and for some reason, 
to do this sewer replacement in this finished front yard, they ordered a full-size backhoe. Not like mini excavator, like full-size backhoe. Way too big of a machine for the project. But anyway, I get in there and literally I back the thing up to their house and I'm, I'm moving the, the rear bucket. Yeah. I, I drop down the outriggers and I'm moving the rear bucket to go take my first scoop and the upper knuckle hits a tree branch and it rips all the hydraulic lines off the upper knuckle and everything collapses. It breaks the hydraulic line, sprays hydraulic fluid all over the house and all over the yard. <laughs> and, and the whole machine just goes limp. Like, you know, like on wild, wild West, when he shoots a hole in the hydraulic line and yeah. the big spider collapses, yeah. it's the same thing. And so I've never seen that happen. So that's not bad enough. Right. So I'm thinking, Oh, great. You know, <laughs> that sucks. They get it fixed. I dig the whole entire job, and then they had rented a vibrating compactor to vibrate and compact yeah. all the dirt back in. Oh, like one of them little bitty ones? That, yeah. Like a little bitty roller one or a hand? No, no. This one attaches to the backhoe. Oh, nice. And it powers from the backhoe, nice. right? Well, this yeah, backhoe... Yeah, so hydraulics. Nice. Yeah, this backhoe has a thumb on it. Well, the thumb mm. doesn't come off. Yeah. Well, I, I clipped on the vibrating compactor, and then I go to curl it in. It weighs like 1,000 pounds. Mm. So I go to curl it in and drive across the yard to go start packing in all this dirt, and as I'm curling it in, one of the hydraulic lines catches on the thumb, breaks the whole hydraulic line <laughs> off again, floods hydraulic fluid all over the street. And I'm thinking, there is there is no way I have a job at the end of this. Like, I've yeah. literally ruined this machine twice on <laughs> one job. And little did I know I would end up running their whole plumbing department. <laughs> so. I can't tell if that's... Good for you. That, that's bad either good for, for them, them yeah. or just a bad overall situation, bad judgment. Yeah. Who knows? I've only been fired one time. I worked at, when I was 16 years old, I worked at a Minsky's Pizza. <laughs> I worked there like, hey, why is that so funny? It's just pizza. You worked at Pizza Hut also? Yeah. You just hopped back and I forth. Went from, I, went from Oz, I went from Minsky's to Pizza Hut. I was like, I was 16 years old. Yeah. And I had a real mouth, right? Well, no. This, no. no. So this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so these people owned it, all right? And then their son would run it. And then in the off-peak, he was gone, and they had some dude who was a cook of whatever. He would run it for like three months or four months. Well, he's in there one night. It's Friday. It's busier than hell. And literally, he's just running. This, but no one likes this guy. I just looked at him. I'm like the only one with balls in the whole place. 16 years old. I'm like, you know what? Why don't you just shut the fuck up or fire me already? And he just looked at me. He's like, you're See fired. Ya. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I was like, fine. Yeah. I got the hell out of there. That's it. I've been fired one time. That's it. So here's the next one. What is your biggest pet peeve at work? Lazy people or kids on their phones. Well, those are the same thing. Mm, kids Can on be. their kids on their phones, dude, drives me insane. I, I think yeah. what bothers me now is when you go to the drive-thru. This happens almost every drive-thru except for Chick-fil-A. They have the AirPod in, and then you go you go up to the drive-thru speaker, and you're like, you say your order, what? A Coke. What? A Coke. What? And you get up there, and they have the AirPod in, Matt, whatever. Matt, I'm like, man, I'm just trying to say my order one that time. That sounds really familiar. That's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I can. What? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. What? Huh? Or it's what? Like, what happens at Wendy's is before you even get out the first part of your order, yeah, hey, um, I like, what? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Kids on their phones, man. Yeah. It's brutal. For me, I'm going to have to go with Ugh. people. So, so you said laziness, lazy people. I'm going to take it a step further and say people that, like, knowingly 
don't try. Like, it's one thing for me to think they can put por- put forth more effort than they think they can put in. Like, that's kind of a leader's job, right? Is I'm yeah. supposed to see things in them that they don't see them themselves. But people that knowingly don't try. Like, you, you fuck something up, and I teach you how to not fuck it up, and then you fuck it up again, and you're like, well, I guess I just, that's just what I am. Like, yeah. that's intentional laziness. Yeah, laziness. And that's laziness. That That just pisses me off to no end. Yeah. It's like, brutal. Yeah. Like, and you know what's, what, what makes me even more mad is when we were coming up, if you were like that, it was instantaneous. You're fired. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Now it's like, oh, they get 17 tries. What? No. Uh, you get, uh, you get fucking what? This is why I'm so glad to have, like, so, so for all of my years in management, I've, I've, I've been in Missouri and Kansas both, uh, and they're both right to work states. To where, like, see ya. Yeah, you don't have to. You can fire somebody for any reason. You don't have to have reasons. You can say they're just not a good cultural fit, mm-hmm. and you can. Now, it doesn't mean they can't sue you, right? Like, the, it, if you've got a, I mean, a, a reason, they'd have to have a pretty hard case, right? Right. But um, that's kind of the nice part about it, and especially if you're a person of high values and high culture, you can just, I mean, let that drive the bus and and go from there. Well, so. let's talk about that for a second. So, you know, all this him hawing around about. Oh, everyone gets a job. You know, minimum wage should be $25 an hour. You know, you shouldn't have to work so hard. Man, fuck that. Right. It pisses me off. Yeah. You have to be able to prove yourself and work hard. Yeah. To make good money in this country. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't, it's not a free excuse to be lazy. We live in a merit based society. And if you don't like your wage, either for one, leave or provide more value. It's that simple. Yeah, don't throw a temper tantrum. Right. Don't say, like, I should make more because I've been here longer. I, I get into this argue, this discussion or this argument with people on, uh, like, plumbing pages. They'll, they'll say, like, I've been plumbing for 10 years. What are all the other 10-year plumbers making? Because I don't think I'm making enough. And the answer is always the same. If you're not making enough, it's because you're not providing value. The people who make good money in any industry whatsoever... They provide more value to the company and its customers than anybody else. Damn right. If you want to make more money, provide more value. I see way too many times where guys have five years of experience that they've drug on for another 10, and they act like they're, they've been in the trade 15 years, and they act like they've got 15 years experience. No, you don't. Yeah. You've milked five years for another 10. They went to five, and then they were like, okay, to move up here, you have to go to so many continuing education classes right or you have to take this training or you have to do this or you have yeah. to do that they've and just stopped learning they just stopped going and then they're like well i've been here 10 years i yeah. should get this no. no you shouldn't you're providing the same level of value as that five-year guy so you're going to get paid like that five-year guy it's that simple yeah it's it's unbelievable yep people just think they people think they should just uh, i don't know the right way to say it well, they well, think they should just get their at, they think they should just get their bones without having to put the effort. Into they it. want it handed to them. Yeah, they instead want instead of four, having to earn it. They want to work for two stripes on their shoulder and, you know, get paid for four. Yep. Yeah, and in today's society, they want to make excuses to be like, well, the reason why this person is successful is because they've had the privilege and and all Bullshit. this. Bullshit. Yeah, privilege to be like, well, they had they had people to be able to like you know get them loans and they've had this privilege or whatever. Bullshit. And it's like, no, it's because it's you know this doctor who's I've, worked his butt off i've had arguments with my own sister that is i mean she's you know pretty free thinking individual mm-hmm. you know she's been to the house and 
I mean, we're close. Don't yep. get me wrong. We're, yep. you know, and she's been like, oh, you know, you know, we get in arguments about money and what the government should be spending money on and this and that and blah, blah, blah. And then you, she literally said to me one time, she was like, well, you're up here and here in this X amount of dollar house and this and that and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I, I said, first off, your number's too low. Second, <laughs> I said, second, do you know how we have this house? Yeah. I said, this wasn't given to us. Privilege didn't pay for this house. No. Jenny, first off, neither one of us has a college education right. that you have. Let's not pretend like this has been given to us. We have earned this. Yeah. And I work my ass off, and so does my wife, every fucking day yeah. for the last 20 years to get here. Yeah. Last I checked, privilege is... does not have a paycheck. No, it doesn't. We, this is how we get here. Yeah. Okay? To think that you're going to sit around and be like, oh, well, you know. Uh, th the excuse mantra is just, I mean, it's so overblown. Yeah. Oh, you're white. You just. Most most what? people that throw that out there. What? Are those intentionally lazy people. Mm. And they try to justify their laziness with some bullshit like that. Well, and, and I don't think, I think that that's it. So like my sister, she's not lazy. Right, right. She's not. And she, She's not and her husband's not. But they're under this false mantra this it's because they went to college i don't want to say brainwashed they're brainwashed but they're they, brainwashed yeah, they got brainwashed into, to college into thinking anyone that has had anything good it's because it was given to them or they got lucky yep that is not the american way the yeah. american way is i fucking worked for it that's how i got here yeah okay are there lucky people yes of course A there couple. are are there fortunate people yes is my daughter going to be fortunate because I'm leaving her all of my money? Yes. No, what? she's going to be fortunate because you're leaving her all of your knowledge. I'm hoping <laughs> that I am training her up in that. Yes, right. you're right. But, I mean, will she be fortunate in the fact that she had good parents? Yes. Right. But that's the self-responsibility that we talk about all the time. Yep. It's my job to do that. We talk about it in episode one. Literally yeah. the first episode of this show, we <laughs> talk right, about, we <laughs> about the immigrants that can come to America mm -hmm. and end up With being nothing. more successful than the people that are milking the system and living on Section 8 and will never, ever come off of that. Yeah. And it's it's the mindset. It's the, it's the difference of their mindset. Not one is more privileged than the other. Not one is more advantaged than the other. If anything, the immigrant is, is more disadvantaged, right? Yeah. But... Their mindset had to overcome the journey to get here and how to get established here and everything else. Yeah. So they 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 have overcome more adversity. Therefore, they usually end up being more successful. Yeah, and I think that's what has made Janine and I's journey, like just, you know, in that specific situation. I mean, my sister and I come from the fame, same family. Yep. You know? Yep. We have different dads. It's just crazy how we can establish the same, the same she, viewpoint. She went to college. She went to K-State, yeah. has a degree from Kansas State University. I have no degree. Janine has no degree. Her husband has a degree. I can't remember where his degree is from. Also has a college degree. Yeah. And, I mean, we are... I, it might just be an indicator that they're not just teaching you it's stuff in just, college. It's they're, it's they're teaching you what to think instead of how to think. It, exactly. And it's just about... We talk about it all the time on the show. It's about effort. Yeah. And the willingness to be great and yep. the willingness to do different from what you've been told. Right. You know, oh, you got to go do this and you got to go do that. And you got to, you know, what happens if I just go out and I bust my ass and I just make my own life? What's right. going to happen? 
oh shit, you know what? I can do some great things on my own. Yeah. So just get the fuck out of my way. Yeah. And you too, know. Too, like if you're able, there's there's just increasingly more job opportunities. It's like if you if you're able, and you have a phone and a car, you can be making five hundred bucks DoorDash. Yeah. Get right. you on yourself on your feet, wait some tables. And it's just like, it's so accessible to make money now. Right. We talk about, yeah, this is America. You can literally be a complete idiot, have two jobs and make 80 grand a year. Yeah. Doing simple, dumb jobs. Yeah. And 80 grand a year is nothing to sneeze at. Nope. That's serious money. Yeah. And if your wife, if you and your wife, if you're doing that and she's making 40, you're living in a really nice $400,000 house. Yeah. If you're, if you budget and you're diligent with your money. Yeah. I mean, there are no excuses. I mean, other than you just got to put your mind to maybe it, maybe mental illness, you know, that's another story for another day and quit letting people tell you what to think. Yeah. Uh, this next one, side tangents, <laughs> totally fine. Who has had the biggest impact on your career? Ooh, that's a good question. No, why are you looking at me like so intently? Um, like, Mitch is like, because I know I, who you're gonna say. I fucking mean here. You say you you act like you don't know who you're gonna say. I know exactly who you're gonna say. Mitch is medley. No, you don't. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I'll take my credit now. I'm gonna say Danielle Smedley. I'm gonna say my father-in-law, Joe Burns. Yeah, that's who I'm gonna say. All right. Well, and then I'm gonna say Har- Harvey Somers after that. There you go. Because Joe Burns taught me that you don't have to come from anything to be something. Right. So right. I'm going to say him for sure. All right. I mean, Harv has been, let's be, I mean, he is, so as far as jobs and things that I've been able to do and work and learn, yes. But as far as like mental mentorship, yep. no, not as much. Right. Joe has really, I mean, and my mom, probably my mom. Yeah. She was she raised three kids on her own and went to work fifty hours a week. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just and you don't realize as your kid when you're kids how much that stuff impacts your mental development. Right. Seeing leadership when you're a small child as in well, holy you don't, cow, this broad is doing it. And you don't recognize it when you're small. It's something no, you, you don't later you realize like, damn, that would have been hard. Yeah. Later in life you're like that was the toughest bitch I ever knew in my life. Yeah. And that's and I don't even real you, you don't realize, oh, that's how that's why I'm the way I am. Yep. You just wake up one day and you're like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. You know. So mine's kind of a four way tie. I'm gonna Dave go. Hilton, number one. <laughs> no. Nope. So what's funny is I've never met any of these people. <sighs> then they can't they don't count. Sure they do. They don't count. Sure they do. No, they don't count. Um, my book, they don't count. I'm going to go four-way tie between Robert Kiyosaki. Um, Tell me who that is. He wrote a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and it changes your mindset for how to think about money. Um, if, I mean, if you're a book reader, or, I mean, it's on it's on YouTube, it's on tons of different places. Like, you can find people read that book to you on YouTube. It's fucking amazing. It's a great book. What is it actually about? Uh, it's kind of about... It piqued like, my curiosity, So So, the... He is a big real estate investor, and he he has programs that you can buy or whatever to learn how to invest in real estate. But um, but that's not the gist of the book. I'm the the of. gist of the book is he had his actual father, who was a um, 
a chronic like employee. He would work for somebody else and he was the, you know, oh, find a good job. There's security and good jobs, right? Well, then he had this other mentor in his life that he called his rich dad that was the opposite, that was like having a job is scary. There's security in being in charge of your own destiny and find like his rich dad taught him how to make money turn into other money. When did you read this book? Um, two and a half years ago. Okay, so you were 37 and a half? Yep. Okay, next. Um, Andy Frisella is another majorly impactful person. Explain. Um, his podcast, The Real AF and The MF CEO Project, both um, are life-changing. When did you start listening to those? Uh, so those, I found those like right at a year ago now, maybe a little over a year ago now. So, okay, so 39, got it. Yep. Next. Um, Sean Whalen. Who the fuck is Sean Whalen? He is one of my digital mentors. Um, he is the founder and owner of the company Lions Not Sheep. I'm sure you've probably seen their apparel advertised on your social media. Nope. Um, but uh, he has some really cool insight and some really cool advice for how shit works. When did you start getting into that? Um, I found him probably about the same time I found Andy Frisella. You don't think I'm writing these all down at the same time, then you're just... What nope. was the, who's the, and who's the last guy? Last guy's name is Ryan Stuman. Um, he has quite a few different ventures, but again, I don't follow him necessarily for his ventures. I follow him for the insight that he puts out on social media. Very, oh, okay. very insightful person. So, ironically, I might get to meet... Uh, I know I'll get to meet two of those for... In the next week, I might get to meet a third, depending on if they're going to be there or not. Awesome. What was the question? Who has had the biggest impact on your career? None of those people have had an impact on your career. Yeah, they have. You had been in business. You had been in your career for literally, and I'm just being devil's advocate here. Yeah. I love Mitch. You had been in your career for almost 20 years. 18, 17 years before you knew any of those people. And I didn't know how to make a massive impact until after meeting those people. That's not true. You were making a massive impact at two, three, your last three companies you made a massive impact at. Yeah. Before you knew any of those people. Maybe that just says a lot for how big of an impact we're going to make now. Who do you think <laughs> made the biggest impact? Yeah, see, he's, he's scapegoating. Who... I, those people did not make – I mean, they may have made a big impact on your career. But, I mean, let's be honest. Your career was already a flight. Yeah. So and if, you were if already, we're, we're going to go, like, on the early side of the career of who pointed it off in the honest, right direction. Let's be honest. So before you started your company, the last – say the last five years before you started your company, you were making a lot of money. Yeah. You were yep. doing really well in yeah. your quote-unquote career – yeah. Air quotes for all of you on Spotify. Yeah. So, I mean, who were the people that were actually... So if you want me to pick a real-life no, person... just pick two people, real-life people that actually... I'm going to go with uh, a man named John Roberts. He was one of my managers or my bosses or whatever at a company that I was at for 10 years. And when that company was going through crazy amounts of turmoil, he was... he was a steady sale? He was a fairly steady sale. Um, and there were times where he had to go to bat for his team and he ended up getting canned at one point. 
because um, of going for at to bat. Well, or, I think what? it was probably coming any like that company changed their directions a lot, and so their way of changing directions is they would get rid of upper management and bring in new people, and so there was just a cycle that was yeah. going to happen anyway. Yeah. But um, during all of those changing directions, he was able to provide quite a bit of insight for how to stay grounded and how to stay the course and how to do what you know is right, regardless of what you're being told to do. Yeah. So not that the company was telling us to do wrong, but just how to find yourself. No. So, yeah. That's a better answer than any of the other ones. All right. right. No offense. I I didn't mean anything by it. I just, I wanted to hear a little truth in there. That's all. There's a, I like to push Mitch's buttons once in a while. He likes to. And that wasn't yeah. a bad one. No. That was just a, like the off-air yeah. ones are the worst ones. So that was, <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. The that off-air was regular ones. ones. I, I remember having a college professor that had his day so planned out and he became so efficient that he literally scheduled his bathroom breaks. Right. He was sitting there and I remember being in his office and he's like, oh, I'm going to wait till 10. Like he's yep. having to drop a number two. Nah, dude. He yeah. was sitting there waiting, and he's like, "Pause. You'll wait for me. I'll be back." Yep. <laughs> so basically, he has his Taco Bell drops that Mexican pizza out. You're gonna break schedule real fast. You eat it and go. <laughs> you go immediately to the restroom. Yeah. There's no dessert. There's the restroom. I've had dreams of being that efficient. And having my, is, having my day being able to be that planned So out. just a side note here. I asked Mitch what he thought about maybe having like a psychiatrist or a psychologist on the show just to talk about how Yeah, and how they would tell me people, I'm crazy, so no. <laughs> how people <laughs> mentally prepare for different situations and how it affects business is literally, and he just looks at me and he's like, no. I was like, why? He's like, because I'm afraid they're going to tell me I'm crazy. They would tell me I'm nuts. If you're having dreams about regular bowel movements because it'd be that important to you, you're nuts. No, (laughs) having your day that planned out. (laughs) We don't have to have a psychiatrist. Like I spend 15 minutes doing this, and then I move over to this task, and I do this task for 47 minutes. Oh, man. Well, he was very good at saying no. He didn't spread himself thin. And like some of the best advice I got was from a book called Don't Overthink It, where it's like you choose your, your three things, your purpose. Like for me, it's like church, then family, then like video, like filmmaking. Right. And if if I'm asked a question, if I want to do something and it doesn't align with one of those, it's no. Right. So it's like oh, whenever, shit. whenever I was. Oh shit! That's whenever, truth. That's whenever, why you're never gonna get him to the bar, Dave. I got six, dude. I got, I got like <laughs> well, ten. It's things. like it's made it so easy because like I've made some of like what seems to be the biggest decisions. Like I stepped down from an assistant manager position because they're just like, well, we want you to work overnights and do this. I'm like, I want to be the husband. I want to be to my wife. Doesn't, doesn't fit your three. I'm going to be missing church and I want to be so tired. So it's like, good for you. It's bro. made yeah. it so easy to make decisions. I yep. would say, I would say that's a, probably a really good rule of thumb for yeah. major life decisions. Yeah. Like he had his three. You got your core values. Well, I would say some people can't handle two. Yeah. You know, three is the average. Some people can't handle four. Mitch can probably handle five. I mean, yeah. I, I don't can know. probably handle Different people can handle a different load. Yep. And that's not to say, like, if it's but a that's big... Probably keep your good, mind out of the gutter. But that's probably a good... <laughs> yeah. Stop it. <laughs> that's probably a good... I mean, the three, that's good. I yeah. like it. And yep. it's just, it's... If, I mean, if it's a big decision, like, if you're moving, yeah, like, don't just say no to something yeah. right away. Right. Yeah. But just it's that, and then there's also other good advice where it's, big like... Big three core values. If, I'm writing that down. If there's, like, two good decisions, don't waste time on deciding just pick one. I've, I've spent a lot of my time... Like, oh, this is a good option, but this is also a good option. Just pick one. Right. And so it's, you know, that was one of my hang-ups. I've listened to the book a couple of times. My wife recommended it to me. 
because I overthink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> she recommended me the book. I've got yeah. a couple of books I'm getting ready to boomerang back around and read again because mm. they're going to they're gonna read so much differently now than they did like a year ago when I read them. Um, I don't read books. You should. Why? I read one book. It's great. It's great you time. I read one book. I'd love to find a way to read and walk at the same time. <laughs> but I, I listen to podcasts while I walk instead, so. They're e-books. Yeah, there's there's something different though. Like an ebook is pretty easy to tune out. Like there's people right now listening to our show that are kind of tuning in a little bit in and tuning a little bit out. Like when you're reading the physical words on pages, I'm asleep. It's different. I'm asleep. <laughs> yep, yeah, but it just I just it, I think people are different. I mean, yeah, I'm not we, gonna we, say we like, all gather info differently. Yeah, like Janine loves to read, and she I mean she reads all the time. She loves it. Yeah, she reads know? those smut books. Mm, I Half naked s- guys on oh, the front. No, no they're not smut books. <laughs> well, I bring up my. Professor. She doesn't read self help books. I'll tell you that. Yeah, that's I bring, all I read. I bring up my professor to say that knowing him, and if you're not in one of his sort of like three purposes things, he comes off like a, a giant jerk. Yep. Because he's so focused, and that's to say that whenever you choose your three things, those are going to be people that are be like, man, like I thought we were friends. Why, why wouldn't you do this for me? Yep. And so it's like there's a lot of that. And so sometimes the people that made the biggest impact are kind of not the greatest personal relationships. It's like you see that and you're like, wow. Right. The guys who were productive are not usually on, you know, social media a ton. Right. They're not like, hey, check me out. I'm doing this cool thing. Right. They're they're plowing the field, so to speak. They're doing it. You know, yeah. and I've, I, I will say, you know, just off of that, you know, some people that have had a big influence on my life were complete losers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They're not mentors. They're not people I look up to. They're people that I looked at and was like, man, I don't want to be like that. I have to change. If I'm doing something like they're doing, I need to not do that. Right. And there are tons of those people Mm -hmm. in the everyday. And we talk about all the time, like, Hey, if, if someone is really close to you and they're bringing you down and you're trying to move forward, it's time to move the fuck on. Right. You know? Right. I mean, it's like an inverse mentor. Yeah, it's just it, it is what it is, and I I don't want to. You know, it's gonna be so stupid. You don't want to discredit them for what they've given you. No, I mean they have. They it, may not even understand what they've given you. No, because you're not gonna go to them and say, "Hey, thanks for being a fucking loser." <laughs> but I mean, it's just it's just you need to be able to step aside and say, "Hey, I." I shouldn't say you should be able to. If you are able to step aside and say, hey, um, you know, I didn't act like this or I changed my behavior because of this person. Yeah. Recognize the steps you took to get there. This is starting to turn into a self-help show, but right. I mean, I mean, it's beneficial. And I don't, it, and I don't read self-help can, books. I write them. That's fucking right, bitch. <laughs> Maybe I'll write one one day. But, I mean, even if if later down the road you see that person and you're like, hey. Yeah. You know. Yep. And the moment you can recognize all that lets you know that privilege ain't fucking real. That's right. It's so, not real. Yep. And as far as, like, my, my career, like, I'm in, like, video film. And so, like, one of the biggest sort of things I, I go by is whatever you – if you're going out to shoot, whatever you think you're going to get, whatever you're hope for – it all like falls to just whatever you get that day. So it's like, oh, I could, I was really hoping that the sun would be shining this way and it would line up this way, and just embracing that life is spontaneous and there's a reality to it, and just accepting that like 
whatever you hoped for to be in that shoot or whatever, what you have on the day is what you have. And there's no like, oh, let's go back and change it. And it's just like embracing within, running with it. Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the balance of people that are super not micromanagers, but want everything to be click, click, click all the time. This and this and that. Mitch is a lot like this. He wants he wants to try to line up this, this time, this, this time, this, this time. If you can embrace that part of your life with the spontaneity and I have to deal with this part of your life because there's just, I have no control. Yep. If you can find balance between those things, then you can be successful no matter what you're doing. Yeah, and most of the like most of the processes we put in place in our business, they're basically to to put some corrals around the chaos, right? Like we're going into houses and we don't know what's wrong. We don't know who we're getting ready to deal with and all that stuff. So you're going to have some unknowns, but if you can put some simple framework in place to, Mm. you know, to work around that, then yeah, you can let all the chaos happen inside that corral Mm. all you want, but it's still at least contained. And and that's taking, that's taking in, Saying chaos and that's taking super micromanagement and learning to Happy put medium. them together and yep. deal with it. And not yep. being like just too precious about it. We're like, man, I was going to use this system or this technique and be like, well, this is what you got. Right. Yeah. Problem solving. There we go. That's that's the, service business 101 is just fucking figuring out how to deal with shit. You got any more questions for us, yeah, Austin? Yeah, what do you got, Austin? Yes, Come yes, on. Yes. Um, this one would be, what was the most stressful moment of your career so far? Ooh. I, I've got one. It's going to be a Go moment ahead. or a Go story. Ahead. So, so this was um, maybe five. See, my kid was three. So this was 10 years ago. Wow. This was a while ago. You're old. My, oldest, my oldest was three. Um, this all happened in the same day. We were digging this the deepest sewer I've ever dug before. It was 23 feet deep. Um, there was a big gas main right next to where we had to dig. And, uh, for one, accurately locating a sewer that's 23 feet deep is pretty sketchy. It's hard. Um, but we dug around the gas main and we exposed it and we didn't damage it or anything. We were able to dig with that gas main exposed. We were able to dig all the way down to the sewer and not damage it or anything. Um, and at 23 feet deep, you've got a really big trench box that you have to drop into the hole to be safe. Or, ex- or, or you're benching that bitch back. Yeah. 200 feet on each yeah, that, that doesn't happen. <laughs> oh, so, it does happen. Um, we are, we're, I'm, I'm lowering or I'm swinging the trench box around the hole. So the trench box was almost taller than what the backhoe could pick up um, because the backhoe didn't really have a crazy high reach and the rigging was longer than I had planned for. So I've got the, the chain hooked around the back of the bucket and I'm like curling the teeth straight in the air on the backhoe and like trying to push this thing up in the air. And I'm barely getting it like three inches off the ground, but I'm swinging it over the hole. And because the chain was curled over the teeth of the bucket, the trench box gets halfway over the hole, the chain breaks, and the trench box goes down. Well, two of the legs are in the hole and two of the legs are on the ground next to it. So now it's going to tip over. Well, one of my guys was in the path of it getting ready to tip over and it almost killed him. Then it tips over and lands right on the gas line that we had dug up and done so Uh. well to preserve, right? Uh, it did not cause a gas leak, but it smashed the hell out of this gas line. So still had to repair it. So then... Um, That's not a big deal, though. The fact that it almost hits the guy in the face. Almost hits the guy, right? Yeah. Um, and so then um, we're throwing safety fence around the hole for the night. And like most of our T-posts didn't have the little spades on the bottom of them, but a couple of them did. And I went to go throw one 
over to where it needed to be, and I didn't know it had a spade on it. So as it was sliding up through my hands to throw it, the spade hooked into the side of my hand uh. and like ripped my hand open. And I don't do well with blood, so now no. I'm, when now Miss, I'm when Miss passing gets, out. Yeah, he passes out. If he sees three drops of his own blood, <laughs> I'm a, a passer-outer when it comes to blood. blacks out. It's, it's weird. It's hilarious. So then, after all, all that's going on, I get a call from my wife that my kid broke his leg at daycare that day. Oh, shit. So, I mean, it was like the domino yeah. effect of all things that could go wrong went wrong. But all in all, mm-hmm. I mean, kid broke his leg. Could have been worse, right? And that, I mean, Kids get hurt. Yeah. He jumps off the slide at daycare. Like, mm. dude, you're not Superman. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> he thinks he is. So, but uh, yeah, that was going to be that. That'll go down as the most stressful day I've ever had in in the job. I've never really had any like super stressful days. Yeah. At work, I mean, there's you know trials and tribulations, but like yeah. nothing where a guy almost gets killed. No cave-ins. No, you know, nothing's crazy. Right. I mean, I yeah. Never had a cave in. Probably, yeah. probably won't ever have a cave in. We just, yeah. We just excavate really safely. So. I mean, I got electrocuted so bad one time that I, I lo- I didn't realize where I was for about thirty seconds. Is that why your hair's got like an afro texture to it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's thick. I mean, I can't decide if I want to have a thick afro texture or thinning hair. It just grows straight I just out. Don't know. Yeah. yeah, it just goes. You should do like the whole shaved in the sides look and go just Mahomes. Go, go Mahomes. Go like like. I uh, could. You could do Mahomes hair. Go okay. Fury like. Yeah. World War Two haircut. Dude, that's yeah. a freaking awesome haircut. It yeah. is a haircut. Brad, Brad Pitt. Yeah, I don't have the straight, but his is straight on top. Mine's just it doesn't get straight. All right, I think we got time for one more. This is the last one. What is the most out of your element you have ever felt at work? At work? The most out of my element I've ever felt at work. I got that one, too. It's not a pun because Go ahead. an element. So, I've got a few. I'm trying to decide what would be the best I, answer. I left a company that I had been at for 10 years and was, for the large part, happy at to go work at a company that I knew I would hate but that it would give me opportunities to learn what I needed to learn to start our business. And I went from managing like seven guys to managing 25 guys in like one day. Um, And went from a very free form style of management to a very micromanaged style of management. So uh, I I have never felt more out of my element than when I was there. And I was there for 18 months. And there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't feel out of my element. Like there. you felt like shit the whole time. Yeah. Just like, like no matter what I do, this. I can't get this right. And I mean, I, I still made a pretty good impact at that place and everything else, but I never met the expectations of general management. But I'm pretty sure that was practically impossible to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You know, I haven't seen a lot of those companies' advertisements lately. Yeah. I'm well, not sure what's going on out there. Yeah. It's a shit show. That it, that company's kind of funny. They they have like five thousand followers on their Facebook, and they'll make a post, and it gets like two likes. Yeah, we have a thousand followers on our Facebook, and we'll make a post, and it'll get like forty likes. So yeah. it's just their audience is so lacking. Yeah, and engaged. It, nobody in that place, employees, customers, nobody gives a shit about that place. Yeah. So I do have a, I have a good one. I'll, so when I quit working in Warrensburg and went out on my own, and I was on my own probably four or five years I think it was probably four years I had Harvey call me just like out of the blue one day and he calls me and he's like hey I heard you left and you're just on your own now 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? I was yeah. like, what do you, what do you want? Right. Well, I just, I got some houses to do and I just, you know, I need some help on the, I just, what do you think? I said, what do you got? And so, you know, he gives me a couple of houses. I go out. I said, well, why don't we just meet at one house and I'll talk to you about it. So I show up out there and it's a geothermal. He's like, oh, these people want geothermal in the house and I'm by myself and I'm, you know, doing plumbing and I, but I want to do this. And, you know, I've been paying, you know, some, whoever to do it. And I was like, yeah, I was like, how about we just do a couple? I said, I'll do a couple for you. And just, you know, I mean, I, I usually don't turn down work. Like if Mitch called me one day and was like, Hey dude, could you right. help me do a co- Okay. Yeah. Sure. All right. Sure. Right. I'll, I'll do it. So I do a couple and I realize like after two or three homes, I'm like, Oh, this guy's going to want me to do some more stuff. And in Warrensburg, I, we had been doing electrical, uh, and heating and air, but no plumbing. And he, so after a few houses go by, he said, Hey, I got some homes that I'm building and I want to do some electrical on them too. Right. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, look, I mean, I wired my own home, my building, I can wire a house. Right. And for all of you electricians out there, I mean, I shouldn't say this. You're wire pullers and not electricians. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's all right. Like you're not, you're not troubleshooting giant electrical circuits, right. you know, wire. I mean, doing a house isn't bad, you know? So I did them literally, I hadn't done a house in like five years and he's like, Hey, we're going to do this. So I'm literally wiring homes that I hadn't, I hadn't wired a home in five years. I'm like, ah, I can do it. I'm out there. I'm like, man, I mean, I'm sweating bullets. I'm like, Fucking, I, haven't touched a, I haven't wired a house. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. You know, I just, you know, and then you just, all of a sudden it's like for, for people that are just go getters, they just do it. Right. Literally for three nights I was Googling like, okay. Yeah. Cause I couldn't remember. You figure it out. I couldn't remember. And I'm like, Oh, you know, this and that. And I'm calling my buddies and I'm like, Hey, you know, I remember this, you know, a three way is this. And I, I remember on a 400 amp, if I'm going to split a 400 amp service, I'm going to have 200, two, 200 amp panels. And you know, I'm, I'm going through all this stuff and it's just like, the whole time for like two weeks, yeah. I felt extremely out of my element. And I mean, we got them all done. Right. You know, it wasn't a big deal, but it was like, man, yeah. for those two weeks, it was like, oh, fuck. You got to get off, shit figured out. I bit off more than I could chew here. Yeah. I ran my mouth and my ass couldn't cash it. You right. Know? Right. But, man, we got them done, you know? All right. So. Well. A lot of humble moments on this show. <laughs> Let's end it with a quick game of fuck, marry, or kill. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah. So, for those that are unfamiliar with the game, Austin's going to pick out three people. Oh, we're going to make Austin pick. Are you yeah. going to do one and I'm going to do one? Yeah. <laughs> Austin will pick out three people. Wait, wait, let me ask and Austin. And we have to let me ask fuck a, one, marry right. one, or kill one. I'm going to ask Austin and kill one. a question here. What are you into movie-wise? What are your favorite type of movies? Uh, well, anything Christopher Nolan. I don't know who that is. <laughs> so he made The Dark Knight, Interstellar, Inception. Any movie that makes you think he's done. Like okay. It's basically like suspense slash okay. sci-fi. Sci-fi? The Sandlot oh, made sci-fi. me think. I love me some Sandlot. <laughs> so you ready for the ready for the names? So so okay. Austin's going to drop three names. Mm. We have to decide. Are we going to fuck it, I thought marry we, it, or I kill thought it? we were going to ask him. No, no, no. no, no. He's asking us. 
I'm not going to put him under uh, that kind of pressure. Okay, yes. here's. I thought we were going to ask him. No. You guys, you guys ready? Yeah. No, Rosie O'Donnell. No. Rosie O'Donnell. Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Who's Amber Heard? Hey. The Johnny Depp bitch. <laughs> How do you not know who that shithead is? And. Uh, okay. Ashley Olsen. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> Am I going first? Or You're you going, going first? first. Okay. First off. I am going to bang Ashley Olsen. I mean, I that means you got to marry Amber Heard or Rosie O'Donnell. I'm marrying Amber Heard, and I'm killing Rosie O'Donnell. I mean, I can. Okay. No, he can marry Amber Heard and then kill her. He just doesn't. <laughs> I'm marrying yeah. Amber Heard. She's crazy. I don't have anything she can take. I feel like you you do fine with a little. She crazy. can take a shit. Oh yeah, that's I'm, what I'm, she I'm, can I'm, take. You, you you wake up with her like doing that and be like, hey. first off, first off, first off, who says we're sleeping in the same room? We're going old school. People. You're going old school yeah, 1940s marriage. She's got her room. I got my room with a lock and a gun. <laughs> you each have beds with like the number. And first off, I love me some Rosie O'Donnell, but she's so old now. You know, it's like, yeah. You can't marry Ashley Olsen. Why? She, you can't get up and look at a skeleton every day. You, I mean. Stop. See, Something's I'm, wrong with her. I'm killing Rosie. <laughs> we both killed Rosie. I'm going to, I'm going to fuck Amber Heard just because there's, there's a certain level of excitement that comes with that level of crazy. I'm marrying Amber. And it's not something you want to commit to. I'm marrying Amber. She's but, already been proven in court. She's insane. I'm taking half of her money. <laughs> Yeah, she's like a little pre I'm not marry. I'm not choosing to marry insane. Oh, I am. I already have that now. I feel like chose that the first time. What are you doing? I feel like he would like try to show her up. Like she'd she'd wake up and there'd be like two poops on the bed. You're right. <laughs> right. <laughs> be like, show you, I'm bitch. Mexican pizza, that shit. Like she would like. She she is the only person that gave a shit in that relationship. I guarantee he gave a few. Yeah, probably. How do you cut someone's finger off and they'd be like, well, eh, it's all right. I mean, had it coming. <laughs> this That trial proves our point in those other shows we were talking about of stop putting celebrities. Yeah. And yeah. Start, Why should we care about their white trash drama? Start put stop putting them on pedestals. Yep. Stop pretending like their opinions matter because yep. once you reach a certain point, you're you're over the shark. Yeah. Okay, you jump the shark. You have no vote anymore. Yeah. I mean, I said it before we started the show. I went and watched Maverick, Top Gun mm-hmm. Maverick last night. Phenomenal movie. Can't stand Tom Cruise as an individual, but man, that guy can deliver an amazing product. Well, there, there's some people that I purposely make for sure I don't try to see what they have on their Twitter because I don't want to lose respect for them. I'm like, I really well, like I'll lose respect for them, but they can still be an amazing actor. Yeah. So as long as, <laughs> yeah, that's just. My brain is swimming right now. I have so many things I want to say, and I know <laughs> I'm not going to get them out. I, yeah. There's no way I'm going to get them out. Yeah. I mean, there's just the lunacy. We'll, we'll, we, leave, we we'll about, leave Dave swimming in his brain. We talked about. Um, you know, they've been talking about raising the gun control for assault rifles, the age to 21. Yep. And you and I have talked about, hey, if you're going to raise everything, raise everything to 21. Yeah. Okay. If you're, I think they should do the income thing too. If you make over $500 million a year, no. If you make over $40 million a year, you don't get a vote anymore. If you make under 
Well, at that point, you don't need to vote. Your vote's not doing anything. It's what what are you swaying with your mm. money that's doing the more? You so. sh- okay, so you shouldn't be allowed to contribute to any. Well, I think you should get rid of lobbying altogether. You shouldn't be able to donate money to senators to run their campaign if you're making over X amount of dollars. Maybe that's going to be one of the upcoming Beyond the Void shows is if David could reshape America, how would he do it? Oh, I'll start right now. Do you oh, want to boy. just go into another show? No. We just go into we're another we're show over right an now? hour into this one. Are we? Oh, yeah. This was are. a get to know you show. This is not a fucking political Austin. show. Austin. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Well, Fine. We'll leave Dave pissed off. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fuck both of you. <laughs> he like drives him and we never see him again. Right. So I like um, cancer. I always come back. Hopefully you guys had fun with this one. This was a little off the cuff and a little bit more random than what we usually do. So <gasps> um, get to know a little bit more about us. Uh, so uh, if you like the show, if you like what it has to offer, uh, please do us a favor and help share the show. And until next time, guys, we will see you later. Love you guys. See you.